0: chapter fourteen of ruffles and danny or the responsibility of ruffles by marjorie watson this librivox recording is in the public domain chapter fourteen here they come oh nora do look at captain frost's face wouldn't you think he was going to have all his teeth out laughed mrs perry she was tying her hat down firmly with a fetching automobile veil this was to be the captain's initial motor trip he had held off a long time but at last allowed himself to be overpersuaded by the combined entreaties of mary and the sandersons after greetings had been exchanged mary perry shook her finger at the captain playfully now if i'm to sit with you captain you've got to change your face a little bit she sparkled do you feel as bad as you look poor dear "'Well, if you really want to know, why, I feel some as I used to when I see a thick bank of fog closing in. That was the only thing as ever I was afraid of. And then I tell you, you're sort of helpless, not knowing what you may run up against any minute. There'd be about as much sense in putting a steam yacht at a fourteen-knot clip through Marblehead Harbor when the New York Yacht Club is anchored there, as the pace these show-offers take right through the middle of town.' James's gravity broke at this and he joined in the general laugh. Mr. Sanderson was carefully tucking a dust robe over the soft clinging draperies of Mary's summer gown. She sat in the seat beside James. Mr. Sanderson and Jack were to occupy the side seats. Are you perfectly comfortable? he asked. Mary gave a laughing glance into his kindly eyes it seems to me i am never anything else when you are around he made no rejoinder but she met such a look of personal concern for her welfare in the steady depths of his brown eyes that her own eyes fell in some confusion and her heartbeats became a bit unruly danny elise and nancy who were to be left in dewey's care were gathered about to see the start marion perry kissed them all and urged them to be good children what shall i bring you from hyannis what would you like elsie she asked turning to the sweet serious face of her first-born oh mother cried elsie with an ecstatic little gesture will you bring me a hatpin and a barrette i've wanted one for years elise looking eagerly into the little mother's face did not see the amused expressions of the onlookers but mothers know their babies well and this little mother was wise enough to take her children seriously although it was often very difficult to hide her own mirth at their funny ideas not a hat pin dearie but a barret if you wish thank you mother and the little child trouble had only the faintest shade of disappointment in it at only half the request being granted now nance what do you wish for nance was on the point of turning a somersault in the grass she completed the circle came to a sitting posture and with the light of a gypsy in her eyes announced that a hurdy-gurdy would make her quite happy danny thought he'd like a bean blower come along little mother let's get this thing over called captain frost you're so small mr sanderson has put you between me and mother so you won't bounce out three pairs of dimpled hands waved from the gateway as the car rolled smoothly and almost noiselessly off on the hard sandy road for james was a skilled mechanic and took great pride in keeping the running gear in perfect condition they had not gone many miles before the captain allowed his muscles to relax and before he knew it he was actually enjoying the easy, luxurious motion and the familiar, flying landscape. Dewey started the kiddies happily playing house in the sand pile, and then strolled across the street to chat with Eunice, who was watering the plants. She could glance over and count heads every few minutes. In their games of house, Danny was the father, Elise the mother, and Nance the baby, always where on earth nance had ever had sufficient opportunity to observe the ways of a small infant to an extent which would account for her wonderful acting of the part it would be hard to tell her saucy face usually so instinct with feeling and emotion became a blank with the groping expression of a little newcomer all at sea as to the possible meaning of strange sights and sounds her little hands doubled up and fought the air Twas a pity there was no one there to see now said elise it's sunday and we must go to church all right i'll get the cart and danny ran to fetch the little express wagon he got a down pillow from the piazza and they put the baby in or to be perfectly literal she tumbled in elise fetched some books and off they trundled across the meadow to a tree in a corner of the fence which was always their church standing under the old willow tree they opened their books what shall we sing asked elise looking with thoughtful eyes at danny the christmas song said danny little lord jesus lies asleep don't you know it no we don't nance replied with a shake of her head but you tell us how she suggested all right agreed danny laying his book on the ground what are you doing that for demanded nance we always have books in church why i has to go through the motions announced danny with emphasis nance and elise stood in front of danny with wonder interest and expectation in their earnest little faces while he sang the song as he had been taught it at christmas time
1: little lord jesus lies asleep
0: lullaby lullaby he sang his pure bird-like tones easily following the simple sweet melody his dimpled arms cradled and rocking to the rhythm of the music
1: over his head the brightest stars peep
0: lullaby lullaby here Danny raised his hands above his head, and his fingers twinkled to represent the stars. Then they dropped to the swinging motion again.
1: Only a manger bed at best. Near him the lowing cattle rest. Through him the world indeed is blest. Lullaby, lullaby. Little Lord Jesus, dream. angels singing in the skies
0: lullaby lullaby dropping on his little bare knees and clasping his innocent hands he concluded the christmas carol shepherds are kneeling at his
1: feet happy the promised king to greet joyful their praises to repeat
0: Lullaby,
1: lullaby.
0: nance a born mimic had followed danny's gestures crooning under her breath as she felt her way through the song mostly on two or three notes nearly an octave below danny elisa's music-loving soul glowed in her shadowy eyes the only visible audience to this charming child tribute was a tiny father chickadee perched on the fence-rail, turning his diminutive head from side to side, and waiting for the children to move on, so it might be safe to dart into the very small hole in the fence-post and drop a bit of worm into the waiting baby-bird mouth. He had not very long to wait. The song finished, dispensing with any such necessary ceremony as an amen, the books were slammed shut, and the family started for home danny seemed to be turning over in his mind as to what was best to do next don't you think the baby needs a shampoo he suggested why yes i guess she does agreed elise the baby pricked up her ears at the mention of a shampoo a knotty sparkle flickered in her eye and when the question of water was raised she assumed an expression of astonishing intelligence there was a pail of water at the back of her father's tent this she knew having been punished once for being caught sitting in it and watching the red from her little sweater gradually dye the water a brilliant scarlet so like a flash her feet twinkled out to the pail and she returned with a basin dripping water at every step oh goody exclaimed danny now i'll have to be the men's to do the shampoo oh dear his face fell at the thought of a new difficulty we'd ought to have something in a bottle to shake out his voice trailed off into an interrogation point it only took a minute for elise to run to the kitchen and produce a bottle it happened to be a bottle of blueing all right now baby you lean your head over the basin and shut your eyes danny's chubby hands grasped the bottle and sprinkled the contents liberally over nancy's hair rubbing it well in with much energy it's not just the right color remarked elise doubtfully it ought to be kinder red instead of blue but never mind nance giggled and sputtered as the water ran down her neck her hair became more and more gloriously blue and a creeping sense of something wrong assailed the more thoughtful elise i guess you better rinse it off now mr manns i'll go get a towel but unfortunately rinsing didn't seem to help matters any oh my you're a sight cried elise her eyes wide with horror the wiping process was not very thoroughly done little streams of blue trickled down nancy's nose and fell to her dress when she stamped her foot in displeasure not approving of the unseemly stares of her two playmates quick as a flash she started across the street for dewey and eunice danny and elise followed slowly as far as the fence climbed to the lower rail and watched proceedings do you s'pose it'll ever come off queried danny what will mother say wondered elise End of chapter fourteen